All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Positive Friday continues on. Welcome back to the show. Jason Greger, Connor Howie with you. The Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where you can get in the game. Whether you uh, are looking for... In-game parlays, you want to do uh, some uh, odds boosts, or maybe you just like to uh, get your lottery tickets. Lotto Max, 40 million bucks up for grabs tonight. Get your tickets at playalberta.ca. Just like, uh, hey, shout out to the uh, the lady in Yellowhead County who won a million dollars. Playalberta.ca. Nice little uh, holiday season for her. Tell you that. It's nice. Very nice. Uh, we welcome into the uh, show our uh, regular Friday co-host from uh, Oilers Nation, uh, Wanye Gretz, who uh, is a big fan of NASA. Huge. Love love space. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Came uh, around so the corner. you're a space cadet, so I can see how it works. It's fair. Came around the corner at the Sports 1440 studio, saw Ryan McLeod audibly gasped, which is probably not professional, and then stood outside there waiting, not realizing I could just open the door myself and come in. I'm like, this is all going very well. And I'm like, how come they don't give me a notice that there's a superstar here? And then I remember Connor sends us an email every day, and I should have known, and I hadn't read it yet. Oh, so there how'd the go. interview go? I know that everybody listening probably already heard, but maybe some people didn't. Oh yeah, no, Ryan McLeod's good. I think it's great what it, uh, what he's doing with the uh, with the story, right? Uh, with his uh, clothing line, uh, you can check it out at flannelfoxes.com to uh, support the story. Uh, I think it's really. I I always like players who kind of take the initiative on their own, right? To to do something in the community. 
And I, I think it's important. There's lots of guys who do stuff and, you know, they don't ever talk about it. And, um, you know, Ryan was generous enough when I, when, you know, I found out they were doing it. the flannel fox guys has reached out to me, Mike and them. And so I said, yeah, I'd gladly have Ryan on and talk about it. And so, you know, and, uh, and Ryan McLeod, he's he, like, he's genuinely one of the nicer players that I've met over my time covering the game, like a genuine, like nice guy, right? Like I've, I've had many conversations with him, uh, off the record and just somebody who will uh you know like sends a sends you a note afterwards say hey thanks i really appreciate you giving me the time to to talk about my clothing line right like he's just a he's a genuine good his parents raised him well i'll say that people who love ryan mcleod on social media love ryan mcleod like he's got fans that generally speaking you don't see of an oiler unless they're like a huge impact for lots of years he's got a lot of fans so the fact that he's doing this own initiative good on him yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a smart thing to do. It's a great thing to do. Uh, you know, the Stollery, there's lots of listeners out there that have, uh, you know, no one ever wants to go to the Stollery, but man, you are super excited when you have to go there with your child. It is, uh, it's a world-class facility. There's no question. It is, uh, it is saved lives. That's, that's not even up for debate. Um, it's given kids a, a, a chance at a better quality of life in, in numerous occasions. Um, it's a pretty emotional place to be. I know for, for years we, we did my show from there. And man, I can tell you, uh, I, I remember the one time though, the hardest one for me was I ran into a girl from high school who was there with, with her son, not knowing that she was the, uh, she'd, I hadn't seen her in years. She'd been married. She had a different last name because you get your form and the sheet. Okay. Here's the people that are coming on. And when she started talking about her kid, it was somebody I knew, like it hit home even more. And, you know, talking to the doctors, I remember like the artificial heart that they have and stuff like that. Like it's, it's truly an amazing place and what they can do to help out uh, uh, the families and the kids. And then in conjunction with Ronald McDonald House, because they support the families and where they can go. So those are, I think those are their places in, in the city that we should never take for granted because, um, you know, I always joke when I was making donations when I never had kids because it's kind of like insurance policy. You hope to God you never have to use it. But man, if you ever do, you are extremely, extremely thankful about it. There's uh, there's no question with that for sure. Um the uh, speaking of Ryan McLeod, him and Warren Fogel, uh, uh, and R- Leon Drysaddle have been uh, dominant as a line as of late. The uh, the Nugent Hopkins Hyman McDavid line has been uh, pretty darn dominant. Uh, well, they've been very good pretty much for the most of the time that they've been together. And you know, Stuart Skinner's got his game. Like you know, the orders are good. Like I, I always thought the orders were good. I said they're a good team, playing terrible to start the season, but since then they've they've kind of picked up on where they were last year. And you know, now I, I think there's the uh, the freaking out from some people. There's a few people have probably walked back, maybe even deleted some of their comments about trade this guy, trade that guy. He's terrible. And they're oh, geez. Yeah. Paul Coffey be, oh, this is an old boys club hire. Well, Paul Coffey has made a significant impact on this team. I think that when you look at the impact of like Dave Manson's a good defenseman, right? But I don't know. Is like Paul Coffey imparting elite level Hall of Fame wisdom to these kids? Like, or is he just that good of a coach and didn't have a coaching job for a long time? I don't know if he, you know, like, he, I, I truly believe Paul when he said he didn't, like, there's a big commitment to coach, right? Like, it's, I don't, I don't even know if Paul Coffey will be here again next season, to be honest, but his impact and whoever takes over, like Chris Knobloch is going to be here. And I think, you know, maybe it's Mark Stewart. Maybe Mark Stewart just takes over, right? Like Stewart's there already. So maybe he moves into running the defense. And I think he's been in there in all the meetings. And, you know, the last thing he's going to do is not talk to guys about making plays. I would assume like that would be ridiculous. Jeez, what, what really helped improve our team? A simple message of guys make plays. I want to see your defenseman hold on to the puck more. Let's have the puck. The other team doesn't have it. Let's not give it away. Let's try to make plays. And, and like Vincent DeHarnay, and I know I bring it up lots, but like 
Evan Bouchard always made plays. Darnell Nurse made plays. Like, but you see, they're, they're making more plays. But Vincent DeHarnay has gone from like making very few plays to holding on to the puck for extended periods of time, which is something he would never do before. Right, and so that's a clear example of how a coach nowadays, like most NHL players, they have the ability. You don't get to the NHL without ability, but it's now having a coach who can connect with players on communication is such a key, and just hammering home that. and And I remember Vincent Dearnay said the thing that really caught his attention was Coffee would show video of Darnell Nurse making a play. And say how important that was. And, but, oh, geez, that was a really nice play. And then without warning, he would show, and here's Vincent DeHarnay making the same play. And all of a sudden, you're like, what? Oh, geez, I can make that play. Right? And it, it, make, it gives you self-belief. Did the Oilers miss the boat on not having coffee involved earlier in the organization? Well, he he was here, but not in the coaching role. Like like, a weird special advisor yeah, to the owner. It, it's hard to say. Like, I don't, I don't know if anybody even knew, to, to be honest, right? Like, I think, you know what? Uh, they approached him and said, hey, we want somebody to support Chris Knobloch here. It's, you know, it's supposed to be a temporary job as far as the remainder of this season. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Paul Coffey's like, hey, I love it. I'm going to stay on next year. I'm not sold on that yet, but we'll see. But, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I don't know if you, you ever really know, right? Like, he obviously had a wisdom of hockey. Like, he's, he's, pl- and the thing of Coffey is, he was a Hall of Famer, but he played on a lot of different teams. So he got a lot of different coaches. So he would, you know, be able to relate to different ways on how this coach said it or that and what works. And ultimately, you have to be your own person and your own coach. But, you know, I think it's clear that Coffey knows how to communicate to players. That I think is clear. Not all hockey Hall of Fame players can be awesome coaches, right? It's not just because you're extremely skilled at one thing that you can do the other. But I don't know. Like, he seems to be having a real good impact on the team. Mr. Cates must have seen something in him. Hey, guys, with all the praise that seeped on coffee, I can't help feel you're missing the main lead as to why people are surprised. He was the direct contact to Cates and felt like such a weird dynamic when he was named assistant coach. He has managed to figure out how to make that a non-story. Well, was it a story? Propane? No, no, no. Honestly, like, was it how I didn't mention that? Right? I, there were some people who are never at the rink who mentioned it, but um, like, I, I think it's it's easy to always. I find sometimes. Well, first of all, it's like a conspiracy theory in a different way. Oh, he's going to be in the room trying to be a rat. Honestly, people thought that. Like, did any sane person think that? Like, to to be sane, other than just trying to you know create chaos. Why do you think that would, like, what benefit would there be from that? I thought that. You honestly thought he well, Kate's had him in as, as a spy? Rat is a bit of a different word, but, like, if you're an owner and you're not on the in the sports environment, to have a set of eyes you trust in the room, if you think things have gone so awry that however many games in the season you have to fire the coach, tells me that Mr. Cates had lost confidence in the room to some degree and had to send in a set of eyes that he knew would be able to report back. Hey, if there's something terribly amiss here, he's going to tell me. Cause see what, what my understanding was that from the people I've talked to, they, they went to Paul Coffey cause they wanted to support Chris Knobloch. They wanted to have somebody who had a big voice. Maybe there'd be a little bit of a distraction. Oh, Jesus, Paul Coffey. So the focus is on him and not on Chris Knobloch. But Paul Coffey does have a, you know, a lot of hockey expertise. And I think, you know, he doesn't, to me, the best example was the orders when they won. Glenn Sather wasn't the X and O mag. He wasn't the magician there. He was the motivator. He was the guy who knew when to push buttons, how to push buttons, how to pat guys in the butt. But Muckler was the X and O guy. And so I think that's who Stewart and Knobloch are. They could be the technical coaches, with whereas Paul Coffey was going to be the communicator to the defense. 
he doesn't talk a ton with the offensive guys from what I understand. You know, a little bit here. He talks to everybody. I see him skating around. Hey, how's it going? All that stuff. Like any assistant coach. I saw Dave Manson talk to the forwards, but I just, I, I think sometimes people, I'm always like, would you do that? Would you hire someone to be that person for you? Yes. See, and that's maybe why you'd think that. Cause to me, I, I wouldn't do that. If, I wouldn't want to hire a guy because now you're putting him in a position to that. Uh, if if that's why you're hiring him, then eventually that'll be known. But if you hire him because you think he's good at the job, then I would say, hey, I want you to go in there and I want you to be a good assistant coach and support Chris Knobloch. But I don't think it has to be conspiracy theory driven that he would Mr. Cates would have somebody that he trusts go in and be in the room like you're a sports expert and Owning a sports team doesn't make you a sports expert. And the biggest Oilers expert doesn't get to own the team one day, 100%. Right? So there's a huge disconnect on some level between what you as a billionaire pharmaceutical magnate understand about sports isn't necessarily translating into wins on the ice. So if you have a good relationship with someone like Paul Coffey, whose pedigree is platinum grade, I don't think it's that crazy to think like, hey, I need a set of eyes for on a temporary basis. Because at the time when they brought him in, the train had gone off the tracks we were panicking there was firing your coach in the middle of Connor mcdavid's only cold streak of his career seems to be a bit short-sighted right who knows but bringing in paul coffee and saying i trust this guy i need him in that room i don't think that's bad business or maybe they knew what was awry in the room and they're never going to say it publicly right maybe they knew like dave manson losing his wife had really impacted him significantly the organization knew that Right. So, you know, was he emotionally and that's not a knock on Dave. I've talked to Dave about it. Like a horrible thing. To it's go a horrible through. thing to go through. Right. Um, so was that a factor? Possibly is a factor. Right. Like and there's times when you're involved, sometimes you need a voice from the outside to see things differently. But I think it was clear because Chris Knobloch, what he worked on, too, was all about trying to rebuild confidence of players. That seemed to be their main focus. They, they had some. Uh, little tweaks systemically, but not a lot because really there's only so many systems you can play in the NHL. But it was more so, hey, rebuild your confidence. I think you're good players. And Coffee just said, I want you to make plays. They didn't talk about, okay, we want to play a, a super structured defensive zone system. That's not what he brought in. He brought in, hey, when the puck's on your stick, be confident, make plays. And here's you making plays. That's, That's what I'm flabbergasted, though, about coaching changes, because I would have argued Coach Woodcroft did a really good job of making players believe in themselves and building confidence. He was always such a positive coach. Maybe that's one way in front of the microphones and a different way in the room, but he always struck me as a very positive person that was constantly optimistic. And one of the mysteries of sports is how sometimes you just need the change. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need a new coach to come in. Maybe the old coach didn't lose the room, but for some reason it's not jiving anymore. And the Oilers this year are a perfect example of that. They didn't make very many roster changes, per se. Obviously, the goaltending sorting itself out had a lot to do with it, but... Yeah, there's not a lot. Like, Hey, guys, it seems like when Campbell went down is when the team uh, turned things around. Um, No, but I, I would disagree with that, that Campbell going down turned things around, because Stuart Skinner actually had worse numbers than Campbell when Campbell went down, right? Um, The whole team was awful. Like, their offense was terrible. Uh, I, I think the the had Jack, the great question is had Jack Campbell stayed up here, could he have played in the games that Pickard played in and played as well? I don't know the answer to that, but clearly they wanted to go with Stuart Skinner, right? And I think that's been the right choice, right? Stuart Skinner's played very well now for basically two months, and he's played exceptional for the last month and a bit. No question about that. So it it is a good uh, it's a good. Um, 
conversation to have. I think Paul Coffey has, uh, has proven the naysayers incorrect, which is good. You know what? Good for him. But more importantly, I think the players, like at the end of the day, the players play the game. And most coaches will always tell you, you're only as good as your best players. Right? If you get your best players on board with you, you're going to have more chance of success. The order's best players, even Connor McDavid, and I know he, with how banged up he was or not, it's open to debate, but Connor McDavid wasn't playing up to his capability. Leon Dreisaitl wasn't playing up to his capability. Darnell Nurse wasn't playing up. Matthias Ekholm, Evan Bouchard. The only guy really in those first 13 games who I think was was Zach Hyman. As far as your your top end guys, Warren Fogle had a pretty good start to the season. I think he's been pretty consistent, right? But amongst your top end guys, outside of Zach Hyman, I think every other player would look at you and say, you know what? First twelve games, I didn't play up to my potential. As far as your top guys, I can almost tell you when the low water mark was for the season because I took note of it in my mind. I think it was the Canes with their November thirteenth at seven forty three p.m. Gregor was the low point of the season. Because that's when a certain anonymous hockey blogger stepped up to the plate and bought a Lady Stanley Cup ring like a boss. And we were... Lo- November 13th? Yeah, November 13th. 7.45 p.m. That was the first game that uh, Knobloch coached. I remember being like, we're so screwed, something needs to happen. And I got a DM from a nation citizen who said, I just saw this. I got a notification. You guys should buy this cup ring. And I said, you know what? It's time to go to championship mode. And I did it. I did it for everybody. So you purchasing the ring. The season. Are you, are you the Gollum of Oiler fans? Is by, that what you're saying? Well, by the early Gollum. Uh. By the time that I'd made the purchase, the Oilers had come back in the game. And by the end of that game, they'd won. And since then, we're the greatest team in the world. Oh, well, on November 13th, I, weren't they leading against the Islanders? We've got to double check. I, they were losing in the game when... To the, the Islanders. Met, was it the Islanders? I thought it was the Canes, but the, I can't no, bring it the, up because... On the, the, on, the, on the 13th, Biz, because November 11th was Remembrance Day. That's when they won in Seattle. Right. And then they made the coaching change the next day, okay. the 12th. And then they played the, uh, the Islanders, because that was when Dylan Holloway also got injured on the 13th. And that's when I went into championship mode. Oof, all right. Well, I guess if they look back, St. Louis had Gloria, and if the Orders win the Cup, it'll be uh, a purchase of a, of a Stanley Cup ring that you didn't even know was a lady's ring and now is way too small and you can't even wear it. I knew it wasn't a player's ring. I, know, I did not I know. know it was a lady's yeah, ring. Yeah, you did not know it was a lady's ring. And if, you did not know that you couldn't even fit it on your pinky finger. If there's a <laughs> Stanley Cup deciding game, I assure you I will have swallowed that ring for luck. And when the Oilers raise Lord Stanley above their head... It will be inside me for maximum luck extraction. Oof. Well, there yeah. you go. So you're going to swallow the ring. Well, I'll Only if the cup is on the line. Mm, well, so, well, yeah, you better not. Hey, uh, on this show, you can't welch on comments, okay? I'm, wow, clearly. Uh, living proof of it. I will swallow that lady's ring, oh, and I God. will probably get a bowel obstruction, and I will go to the stallery, and I will say, go Oilers, go, mm-hmm. as they remove it from me. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a kid-like attitude, but I don't think you have a kid-like body, so you won't be allowed in the stallery. I'm too tall for the little yeah, beds. A little bit. Uh, we'll come back on Sports 1440. Craig Button will join us in more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 428, pause of Friday. Welcome back, Jason Gregor Show. Alongside uh, Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley. We are live in the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, like you, uh, they are huge order fans. So uh, they got the show going uh, live all the time in their uh, in their main showroom. So stop in if you're looking for uh, electrical needs. And uh, you can watch and listen to the show at E-Well. A brand new location just off of 184th Street, 186th Street, 116th Ave. Good place, man. Good place. Oilers in action again tomorrow night against the uh, Ottawa Centers. Order fans get used to uh, lots of days off. 
Like basically, you can set your schedule. This is, I can never remember a month like this. The orders only play games on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays this month. So you can uh, easily uh, book your time off every Sunday, Monday. Right, got a little extra time. Your uh, that uh, your significant other in your life is like, what's going on? I want to spend more time with you. They don't need to know that there's not a game. Just say it's uh, it's about quality time in January. There you go. Save up for it. Do a lot of it because uh, starting February sixth, the orders play thirty seven games in seventy three days every second day. So uh, lots of back to backs. They have eight of them. So you uh, you won't have as much downtime. As you have now. Uh, let's go uh, in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy all transport provider. 100% locally owned and operated. And uh, they got all sorts of new flatbed trailers uh, in stock right now. Ready for action. Go to nextgentransportation.com. As uh, Craig Button from TSN joins us. And uh, Craig, uh, very entertaining world juniors. Uh, no doubt uh, the U.S. and Sweden. Lots of people had them as Two of the favorites, uh, they're locked up in the final. U.S. wins, pretty loaded team this year. Canada, uh, disappointing, I think, for them uh, to lose that game in the final 11 seconds on an unlucky bounce. Uh, you know, they're, up, they're without a lot of their top guys who are currently in the NHL this year, but it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty entertaining tournament to look at Czechia and the bronze medal game. Uh, I really like this tournament. And, and the reason I'm going to word this question this way is there's Russia wasn't in the tournament, and I don't think it diminished the tournament in any sense. And to me, it's why the NHL should have a best on best. And even though Russia can't be in it, that sucks, but the tournament could still be great without them. Okay, so how do we ask this question to you? We celebrate the Russians every day in the National Hockey League. Yeah. The scoring leader is the Russian. How do, how do we have a best-on-best best without the Russian players, who the NHL celebrates every day? Well, you can. Well, you could. You could actually just have one like the Olympics does. They just don't represent uh, the Russian flag, right? Like, there's ways around it if you want to do it. To me, they have to have the courage to either allow them to play, which I'd have no problem with, because they're not the ones. They're not the lunatic behind the uh, the war. Or number two, you have the tournament without it. Like, yeah, it would suck, but you could still have a tournament without it. Still not a best on best. Yeah, well, the World Cup doesn't have the best teams in soccer every year, Craig. Wait a second! Wait a second! It's not a, everybody's talking about best on best hockey. Let's have a best on best hockey. There's no best on best hockey without the Russians, and the NHL celebrates the Russians every single day. So no. have a tournament. I'm not telling you not to have a tournament, no. but you can't call it a best on best because it ain't a best on best without the best players playing. Yeah, and that's fine. I a note, wait a second! Wait a second! I think I read a note by you today talking about the All Star game. They don't even have the top. Half of the scores in yeah. the All-Star game. I can call it an All-Star game. Yeah. Well, okay. You can still call it the World Cup of, of the world. Was You just covered the World Juniors, right? Was it still a good tournament without Russia? Yeah, it's still not a best on best. Okay, but was it, a good, was it a good tournament, though? I didn't say it's a – Jason, I don't think you're listening to me. What I'm saying to you is you can have any tournament you want. You have any tournament you want. It's not best on best if you don't have the Russians. Okay, well, whatever. Just call it the world. Just call it the World Cup of Hockey. Then call it whatever you want, like the World Championships, the, the World, world Juniors. Because you don't have, because you don't have it. Well, no, but the World Cup of Soccer doesn't have every country in it, Craig. So you could call it the World Cup and not have every country. That's not what this is about. This is about best on best. Uh, That's what everybody's clamoring for. Best on best. So you'd rather have nothing and wait until Russia's in it. I didn't say that. I just don't call it best on best. Okay. Well, I don't have to call it best on best. Call it whatever you want. Just have the tournament is all I'm saying. Like to me, it's, I think, I think we're missing out not having the vast majority of the best players in the world in a tournament. 
fair enough. Just understand that it can't be the best tournament without the best players. When, you, when Italy doesn't qualify for a World Cup, it diminishes the World Cup. You think it does, though? Because I don't know if anybody absolutely looks... Absolutely it does. Yeah. Absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. Yeah, it might diminish it, but sponsors and viewers aren't aren't impacted by it, is all I'm saying. I think I think fans, would they say, hey, I would like Russia in it? For sure. But if Russia, if my options are I can watch it without Russia or don't watch it, I think the vast majority of hockey fans would say, let's have it, and hopefully in the future, A, let's, let's have the war end, number one. That's pretty important. And then two, you can have Russia back in. The other thing, though, Craig, is I'll be honest. To me, if the Russian players are playing in the NHL, I don't see why you couldn't have a, a World Cup of hockey and have them in it. I don't see. To me, it seems odd that you can have them in your league, but then if you have a tournament that's run by the league, they couldn't play in it. That seems odd to me. I don't understand it. 100% agree with you on that. 100% agree with you on that. All of But if you're going to have Sweden, Finland, you're going to have Sweden, Finland, Canada, and the U.S., you're not going to have Czechia? Oh, well, I agree with you. I wouldn't have the four T. That proposal made no sense to me. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not a big well, fan. Well, but of that. that's what. But that's where we're headed. But but I totally agree with you. I I, I think there's ways to do it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm 100 percent with you. I'm just saying that like you can't celebrate the Russians every day in your national hockey league, and then say, oh, we're going to have a best on best tournament and not have the Russians in it. Craig Button joins us. Craig, you watch the World Juniors a lot. I think at times some people, you know, it's a seven-game tournament for players, and and I understand the hype about them. But are there guys? You've seen a lot of tournaments where you see kids here, and they're great in this tournament. But that doesn't necessarily mean to translate that they're going to be great at the NHL level, right? It's it's a very different type of thing. It's great junior players. It's awesome at their age. It's obviously the majority of the best players who are eligible. Obviously, there's some in the NHL. But when you look at this tournament, is and this is a really hard question, but. Are there guys that you see in this tournament, you're like, man, they're really good, but I wonder if they'll be able to translate to NHL? Absolutely. I think I think it happens with lots of players, Jason. And, you know, you have, we've seen lots of players over the years come to this tournament and, you know, perform really, really well. They couldn't translate that into any type of NHL success. Forget about, you know, maybe not, maybe not being as good as people thought they were and they still had an NHL career. I'm talking – no NHL career that had, had weren't able to play in the NHL with any level of of, of, of success or longevity. That, I mean, that's the that's the tournament. I mean, I hear it all the time. Oh, why isn't this player top score in a, in, a, in one of the CHL leagues? How come he didn't make it? How come this top score in the American Hockey League didn't make it? Like, I mean, it, it, it's littered with players because the NHL. It's the best league on the planet, and it's got the best players, and it's really hard to it's really hard to perform well in that league. And you you, you have ten times twenty three players playing here. That's two hundred thirty players. Anybody? I'm, let's just take out Norway. Let's take out Germany. You know those countries. And and you start to go back, and you, and you reduce it now by forty six. So let's reduce it by seventy five. Anybody that thinks there's one hundred and forty players in this tournament are going to play in the NHL in this age group. Not a chance. Yeah, uh, not all. Craig Button joins us. So, Craig, the tournament over U.S. Uh, and Sweden, not a surprise. I think they're in the final, and the U.S. is a very good team. they got nine guys, potentially, who could come back next year. I'm not sure all nine will. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been announced it's coming back to uh, to the U.S. in a few years for, I think it's 2026. Um, so, Or is it next year? I can't even remember which one it is. But No, 2026. Next 20, year's in Ottawa. 26, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you look at, you know, every time Canada loses, people overreact. I'm not one. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you're not going to win. Like, it's it's a pretty close tournament. They, is, is there anything after you watch the tournament that you came away from saying, hmm, here's where, like, somebody that should have been on the team that wasn't, or is it just a case of, you know, an unlucky bounce with 11 seconds to go? It's not the end of the world. Unlucky bounce. So, I mean, let's look at the tournament. Was Canada a team that was rolling along and had an unlucky bounce against them? Not at all. They were a team that was fighting for every edge, and they were on the margins. They were on the margins, and when you're on the margins, a bad bounce goes against you. And certainly, Canada, you, you don't look. You, I thought their two best periods of the tournament were in the second and third period versus Czechia. So, so it's a bad bounce. But at, at the same time, so I go through this right. Like just quickly, one thing I'll add: in the last 12 years, five gold medals for Canada, four for the U.S., three for Finland. So I, I would ask everybody in, in, in Canada, who, who do you want to trade places with? Who do you want to trade places with? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, we have there's lots of parity. There's lots of good players. That's number one. So let's go to number two. Like, when you lose, there's always going to be, oh, because they had this player, not have I. Who are two of the very best players in the Western Hockey League right now? They just got traded. Yeah. <laughs> Connor Geeky and Matty Savoy, right? Like, top players, right? Yeah. You had Jordan Dumais. Top player in the Quebec League. You have Carson Rakoff, top goal scorer in the Ontario Hockey League. So, like, I mean, so who, who, who do we want? <laughs> like, like, we had the we had top players there. It's just like the competition. Canada to me was 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 in a was in a situation this year. They didn't have any summer camp. That that was number one. So you know that gives players a chance to show what they can do. Gives coaches a chance to to show what they can do. None of these players played in a U seventeen or the old fours didn't play in a U seventeen or a Holinka Gretzky. All those things build to this tournament. And 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 I'm not saying that even if they didn't and, and played in those tournaments that they would have had success in this, in, in this level. But when you have one, now keep this in mind, one returning 2004 born player returning to your team. That was Owen Beck, who only is returning because he he was an injury replacement for Colton Dock. That tells you a lot because, you you know, the U.S., Canada next year can have eight players return. Yeah. Eight players, all fives, while in, and celebrating in 06. So you, that tells you a lot about an age group. When, when none of them were good enough to play last year, and now the, you're, you, you have to fill out a full roster. I mean, it's just sometimes you just don't have this, the birth year isn't as good as another birth year, and, and you got to keep that in mind. And, but I always come back to this. Who do you want to trade places with? Just tell me what country you want to trade places with. Craig Button joins us. Uh, Craig, to the NHL, uh, we're now into uh, January, just shy of uh, two months, or just over two months from the uh, NHL trade deadline. This wheeling dealing. We, we had Jamie Thomas on. The Jets are rolling. The Avs are rolling. The Edmonton Orders have, uh, have really found their stride. They've been the best team in the NHL here for the, the last 16 games, or 13-3, and three, highest scoring team. But more importantly, fourth lowest goals against. And uh, to me, we all know the orders can score. Uh, Stuart Skinner's given them solid goaltending. The team defense, they're not gifting goals anymore. The orders have looked very good now for a pretty long stretch of time. We, when I say we, I, I, I think you could ask anybody around the NHL. Were the orders a 5-12-1 team? I think, I think that was a surprise at the first half. And you, you start to evaluate how they ended up at five, twelve, and one. I mean, there was a lot of things that weren't working very well, but they weren't. They weren't a team that was uh, that, that I think 
that was the record. That's what they were. And and then they reel off eight in a row. Now they've gone on another winning streak. They've gotten their game in order. And, and I think that's what we expected. You start to look at uh, how they play. The goaltending is slipped. But the, the defense in front of them is solidified. All those things work together. And, you, you know, you talk about Stuart Skinner. You know, that, that, that start by Stuart Skinner and I'll just say the Edmonton goaltending, that's going to affect your numbers for a good portion of the year because it just wasn't pretty. But you go look at what Stuart Skinner's done since that 5-12-1 start. It, 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 it's quite impressive in my view. And when you have good play in front of the goaltender, you don't need your goaltender to stand on his head to, to save your to save your, your save a game, save a, a stretch of games. You just do what you do. Do what you do best. There's enough offense in Edmonton. Tighten up in this area and, and you get on a run. And that's what they've done. Do I think they can reel off eight 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 game winning streaks? You know, every you know once a month. No, but at the same time, I, like you know, I think we talked about this. You know, six three and one, six three and one, six three and one, six three and one. I get you easily to ninety six points, and maybe you know you're seven two and one, and and you get a little bit more. But I don't, I don't think there's any reason to believe that they cannot. Uh, you know, be a, be a team that plays the way they have because they've shown their tape a little that. They showed it last year down the stretch into the playoffs. Concerned about Vegas or is it just the injury to Shea Theodore um, is what's uh, dragging him down? Because really, since Remembrance Day, Vegas is like 22nd in the NHL. They were in a similar spot last year, Jason. You know, they had injuries. They were moving along. And and, and I think what you have to do, and, and, and we looked at it last year. You did. I know you did. You looked at it hard. When they had a full lineup in place, like their full six defense, they, 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 were, they were almost unbeatable. So I think you try to evaluate, okay, where are they at? You know, when they have all their full complement of players, where they aren't. I mean, if they get their, I mean, obviously, if you have injuries and if you get injuries at the wrong time, it's going to impact you. All you got to do is look at the Boston Bruins last year. They got significant injuries all at the wrong time and they were dusted in the first round. Now, I think that Vegas showed that they could get through stretches uh, of play without their best players. And even though they might not be winning as much as they'd like, they can do that. You know, if they have all their players in place, I still think that they're a, a serious Stanley Cup contender. And uh, one last one for you, Craig. Um, we, we had Steve Steos on earlier uh, talking about the Ottawa situation. Uh, you know, Jacques Martin you know, wouldn't commit to him being the coach past this season. I'm not sure he's going to be. But, you know, he, he, he feels that, you know what, we got to the young piece in place, but they're still inexperienced overall, and it's our job to insulate them. So when I look at Ottawa, do you think they got to – do they have too many? And this might sound crazy, but do they have too many young guys? Do they need to move one of their young guys to to maybe get like two, you know, not as skilled players but more experienced players in return? Is that something you'd look at if you were the GM of the Senators here in the next uh, six to eight months? My own personal opinion on this is Steve Stales needs to establish a coach. But so you you have a team that's stumbling along. Yep. And you have a coach that's an interim coach. Yeah. So the coach is going to come in and make his statements. The players are going, he won't be here next year. And I'm not suggesting that the players aren't going to play. I think that he's got to find a coach that's going to come right in there and start establishing what we're doing. In, in 1996, early in 1996, Dallas, we brought Ken Hitchcock in and, and, and established that he was our guy and, and he started to lay the foundation for what was going to happen. It's a lost season now for the Ottawa Senators. We were not going to be successful during that 95-96 season. 
But Hitch came in and he established how we were going to play and how we were going to move forward. That's what Steve Stales has to do first, in my opinion. I would uh, I would agree with you. I do think it's a little odd to because I'm kind of like so now the coach comes in and he instills certain things, but he's not full time. And then now you're going to bring in a new coach in the off season and probably change some other things. So that's uh, that's a challenge in itself. Yeah. Uh, I do get and, and it's like to me if you had Jacques Martin in for a month and then you go hire his replacement for the final thirty games, I could be on board with that. And maybe that's the maybe they still do that, but I'll be curious about it. So we shall see. Two thousand and two, Jason. We, we had to we had to let our coach go, Greg Gilbert, and uh, you know we knew what we were trying to do and everything. Al McNeil coached our team for just about three and a half weeks before Daryl Sutter came in and established how it was going to be run. Well, that's the year you guys went. So hey, who knows? Well, they won't get to the cup I've though this year. Yeah. I've lived it twice. I've yeah. lived it twice. No, but they didn't. We didn't get to the cup that year either. Oh he yeah, came in and, and, and two years came later. in in uh, December of two thousand and two. Finished the o two o three season. It was the next year that he came in, but he came in and he established it. That makes sense. That's something I would look at, too, if I was the uh, Ottawa yeah. Senators. Lots, have a good one. We will chat with you next Friday. Okay, for sure. See you, buddy. That's Craig Button from uh, TSN. Uh, we'll return five questions. Then we have Spec. Also, we got uh, Wanye's World and more on a busy Positive Friday edition of The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are back. Gregor, Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley, and a positive front man. Busy show. If you missed it, Steve Stales, the GM of the uh, Senators. We had Ryan McLeod in studio because he is uh, here at West Edmonton Mall right now uh, doing an autograph signing with uh, Warren Fogel, Connor Brown for his um, clothing line, Cloudy, where uh, they have uh, uh, teamed up with the Stollery and uh, are raising funds for the stallery so you can uh, get some of his apparel. Go to flannelfoxes.com. It's where you can get it. But uh, if you want to, get an autograph with the uh, the Toothless Wonder. You can do it uh, for another uh, 50 minutes here at West End Mall. There at the end of Bourbon Street, kind of in the, you know, the walkway in the mall. You know where Bourbon Street is. You come up the stairs. They will have a pop-up right there. So there you go. I don't know the proper description. I just can say the end of Bourbon Street. I know where that is. It's right underneath Rum Jungle, which is still the best club in town. Hmm. I don't think it's open. Oh, mm-hmm. this weekend or no. permanently? Yeah, I think it just closed down. I still have a coat in the coat check. Is that yeah. coat gone? Uh, no, no, I think they kept it. Yeah, they think they kept it. No one wanted to touch it. They knew it was yours. Let's uh, get to five questions now brought to you by The Brick. And, oh, baby, you know what? Maybe you're like, geez, I need, I need a better sleep. Well, maybe you just, you know what? Maybe the problem is you need a better mattress. Well, right now, you can get mattresses at as low as $149. Pillows starting at 12 bucks. Comforters at $59. Massive savings right now on all bedroom stuff at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one. True or false, on March 9th, the Oilers' goaltenders in Edmonton will be Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard. Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I'll say true on Skinner for sure. Mm, um, I will say false on Pickard. I think they'll be a different goalie. I'm going to say false, too. I think they either figure out a way that they're going to give Campbell another shot, which might be ill-advised, depending on what he turns into in the next few months, or they've traded for a different Calvin Pickard. Question number two. All-star rosters came out, or the initial rosters, obviously. Connor McDavid going for the Oilers, but realistically, how many Oilers do you see playing in the all-star game this season? 
I'm going to use this question to change the answer to vote for Zach Hyman on the write-in ballot, and we'll have an extra player. Vote Zach Hyman. See, I think Bouchard's going to get a lot of votes. Third highest scoring defenseman. And you know, Hyman, it's funny. Like, Leon Dreisaitl's currently, what, 16th in league scoring? He's not going to be at the All-Star game. It's it's moronic. It's absolutely... The, like, the. I don't even... Like, the, the, the game itself, I have no issue with. I like it. The change they're making to the all, to the to the uh, skills competition is great, but this this archaic, outdated belief system that you need one player from every team. Give me a break. I'm sorry. It's called an all star game. Have the majority of your true all stars when half of your top twenty scores, you know, have to get voted in. And we all know that you know certain markets have a like Toronto hosts it. You don't think that uh, like William Nylander deserves to be there, so he'll get voted in. I won't be surprised if Mitch Marner's voted in either, because Toronto's got a huge market. So that's just how it works. And um, I don't love it. I, I think it's an easy change. And here's the thing: you would get more buy-in from players when the All Star Game matters as a real badge of honor that you've had a good season to get picked. That's a fact. All you got to do is look at the NBA. The players trip over themselves to go to that game because they want the honor of being in the game. Now, they've also tied it into their contracts. I understand that. So if you want to work that somehow, some way, it's not just a team that's been there for eight years. There's something that uh, I know they don't have max bonuses in the NHL, but you can figure it out. You can make it more enticing. Your best players want to go. But I think if you just make it, guess what? We're making this the best of the best players every year in the league who are eligible. Now, if a guy like Panarin says, hey, my wife's having a baby. I don't want to be there. I totally understand that. It's very different. But overall, I think it's an easy fix. And I'm sorry, anybody's, well, yeah, but the kids need to see it. The kids will still watch it. Do kids not watch the NBA All-Star Game? Yes. Yes, they do. Question number three. In uh, the light of the world, Junior's just wrapping up. Uh, if you were ranking the top three hockey nations, and I'm saying as a whole, men's, women's, junior, senior, all of it, what would they be and in what? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
order. I think I know number one. Well, Craig Button just outlay. How do you not go with Canada? I'm not, I'm not even being arrogant. It's just the numbers don't lie. Um, so Canada's number one. Um, Canada's probably number two. And then, uh, no, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> that's just a shot. But it's true. Canada be one. Uh, the, the U.S. would be two. And I would have probably Sweden is three, but it's close, man. I could put, I could easily put in Finland. We're talking all time here, Connor, or what's the game? Current, right now. It's so hard to say. I mean, I can sing O Canada for you to indicate Canada is the number mm-hmm. one, if you'd like. Probably the States. And then, uh, well, who cares? That'd be my third country. Who cares, Connor? Doesn't matter. No. North America runs this game. Okay, question number four. Uh, we talked about Nylander and the potential contract, eight or $11 million. So this is just a random question going forward. What do you believe the cap hit, the AAV, will be for McDavid and Settle's next deals? Are there any projections as to how the cap is going to go up in the next three to five years? Well, it's supposed to go up, though. It's already committed that it's going to, Gary Bettman's already said it's going up, what, uh, $4 million for next year. Right. So that's one year. And then who knows after the, like, there's a lot of people that think it's going to go up four, then the next year is going to be three, and it's probably going to be increments of that. So, but Drysidle is eligible to sign a contract starting July 1st this year. Right. And then would have to sign it before uh, June 30th, or otherwise he's a free, a free agent. Is this, I know this isn't your question at all, Connor, but it's been upended. Do you think that these are the final deals Holland's going to sign himself, or do you think it's the new GM that's going to sign? Good question. Um, I've, I've always said this. I don't want a new GM who's never signed big contracts being the one overlooking the two biggest contracts for your team. So, um, I would probably, you know, if you, even if you have Holland just as an, as, as helping you, um, in a negotiation of that, although I don't think it's that difficult to be honest. I think it's the way I look at it, this, and I'm going to say this from both sides. Some order fans might not like this, but if I'm dry subtle, and I'm McDavid, I'm doing Austin Matthews. I'm going four-year deals. Because, A, the cap might go up a lot in four years, and I still believe I'm going to be one of the best players, so then I can cash in. And if you're an order fan, you're like, yeah, so what? They're the best players. They should get paid the most, like the NBA. And, B, it keeps the pressure on the organization to be competitive, which is totally fine. So, to me, I think Dreisaitl, I think Austin Matthews' contract has pretty much set the bar. Right. Um, you, you look at what Matthews is doing. He might score 70 goals this year. Right. Like that's pretty huge numbers. And so Matthews new deal kicks in uh, next season and it's at 13.25 million. Leon Dreisaitl, if he's at 13 million to 13.25 million, that's where I see his. And Connor McDavid, honestly, is going to come down to, you know what? He can get whatever he wants. Might get up to 14 or 15. I think he wants to win more than uh, max out his contract. Because he's making enough money anyway, he's already made. He's already got a hundred million dollars plus, right? I think he's fine. So I'm going to say make signs for like fourteen point seven five. I do not feel qualified to speak after you spoke, and I'm going to agree with both <laughs> things you said and say less eloquently. I agree. Final question for you guys today. Uh, I was just thinking about this little little information about me. I hate when my fingers get wrinkly. It's like doing dishes, hot tubs, things like that. What? It's just a real pet peeve. I've had it since I was a kid. I used to like keep my hands out of the tub when I was growing up. You've oh. never been to prison, have you? <laughs> no. You wouldn't no. last a hot minute no. with that. So my question for you guys is, if you could have one useless superpower, which for me would be 
my fingers would never get wrinkly in water, what would it be for you? This is a tough one. Because, like, useless inherently means it's of no value. Yeah. Yet superpower means it's super valuable. Gregor, do you have any superpowers that you would feel would be useless? I would just want, like, a cool superpower, like super speed or the ability to see, be invisible and go look at people naked without them knowing about it because I'm a superhero in this scenario. But I wouldn't consider either of those to be useless superpowers. So, yeah, like, having it so your hands don't get wrinkled. But for Connor, who doesn't even like water, that's what I find funny. I'm like, when when are you going to even use this superpower? So what would be ultra useless? Um, (laughs) Swimming. Yeah. Hot tubs. Okay. Uh, dishes. Yeah. You get a dish? I wash the down. Like, what are you soaking your hands in? How many dishes are you doing, man? Like, geez. Well, you know, sometimes the sink gets yeah. pretty piled up. Uh, clearly. If uh, you're in a hot tub, you should look for me because I'm invisible in this scenario and I might be sitting <laughs> right beside you. Like a useless superpower. Oof, that's a tough one because if it's useless, why do I really want it? But uh, I guess, um, you know what? I would like it that. I would grow my finger and toenails to one length and then never have to cut them, and they would just stay there, and I'd never have to cut them. So that would be it. It's a good idea. Self-brushing teeth? If we're Is that a superpower? It'd be nice to just wake up in the morning But that's fresh. not really useless. That's kind of like... But this is the... I'm no. taking issue with the, con, with okay. the question. Of brushing I'm, your teeth. No, no, no. Not brushing my teeth. I think that's a great idea. It's the question with the wording useless superpower. To me, it can't go together. Oh, okay. It's kind of fair. See what you're saying. But like... You know, a useless power then. How about that? Yeah. So it's not superpower. It's not super. No. It's just a power. Like, But if it's useless, it's kind of like the old Phoebe and Joey. When it's like, you, you can't do... Um, what was it when she was arguing with Joey? You can't, uh, you can't do something nice without it benefiting you. Right? That was her. the whole episode. It was quite funny. Right? And he kept trying to say, oh, no. Oh, well, you were gaining something. So... Because it can't be useless. Like, for me, it would save time. I'd never have to cut my toenails or my fingernails, right? So it's not really useless. I would love to have all the um, dad skills that everybody else seems to be pre-programmed with. Like, when things break or something doesn't work and there's, like, a certain type of person who's like, I know what to do, and they go into the toolbox and get the thing, and they go right towards it. I marvel at how often in day-to-day life I fail at things. Gregor, just an example the other day, there's a nation hot tub that exists. The good folks from the the hot tub company came to do a little tune-up. The guy says to me, when's the last time you changed your filter? I didn't know it had a filter. And he pulled this (laughs) filter out that hadn't been replaced since like seven Oilers coaches ago. And he looked at me as though I was a child who'd been given a house that should not have a house on his own. So that skill, like dad skill, that wouldn't be useless. I would love those. All right. Like Klaus from Beaumont says, Gregor would have the power to turn on people's taillights. I wish I had that power as well. Oh, there's nothing more irritating. <laughs> Bothers me. Like, it's not it's not hard. Turn your lights on. Let's get to uh, Sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. And, oh, baby, you know what? It's like a superpower. You can get one of those power booster juices, right? Get the extra power in it. Oh, it's great. Download the app. We can get uh, free rewards and get some smoothies, get the power added to your smoothie. It's great. The booster juice. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 